from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We are presented by BetMGM here on Live Bet Saturday. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel. Danny Burke is here in his usual spot coming up in 15. This is a fact. This is not wrong. I know this. It's on the paper. Ben Brown, Pro Football Focus, will join us. We'll get his thoughts on Week 18. I was, uh, look, I think it's a sign that I'm a good worker that I was reading emails for schedules that were a week ahead, right? I mean, come on. Shows that I'm a team player. So Brent Musburger will be on on Saturday, but next Saturday. So just throwing that out there. I care. Just having everybody mark their calendars ahead of time. Yeah. Just doing your due diligence. That's Good right. for you. It's what I do. It's what I do. Thank <laughs> you very much. Uh, all right. Some quick updates, and uh, then we'll get back to uh, – I think there's a couple angles left in football, some news as well that we can hit on. Uh, but some scoreboard updates in college basketball. We also do have four games that are set to tip off here. Really solid top 25 matchup. Iowa State on the road against TCU. Uh, very much worth updating to everybody where we're going to close here. Um, TJ Otzelberger and the uh, Cyclones – Turns out he's a good coach. He was uh, on the sidelines out here at UNLV for a while, uh, and this uh, Iowa State team defensively, one of the better teams in the country. Brilliant at forcing turnovers. Uh, they are a five-and-a-half-point underdog on the road, so no real budge on the move or from a side perspective. Total, a bet up in quite a few spots, 132.5, 133.5, 132.5, though the number right now over at BetMGM. Georgetown and Marquette. Uh, right now, we're looking at the screen and where this is in closing. Uh, 18 and a half to spread. Marquette heavily favored here. No real move on that or total. Opened up overnight 155. It's going to close about 156 and a half, so about a point bump there uh, on the over. And then we talked about this one earlier today um, with our uh, guest, Mississippi, uh, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State. Mississippi State's going to go off as a five and a half point favorite with a total of 126 and a half. This total actually got bet up from 122 to that 126.5. And, and I believe it was Kyle, uh, Kyle Hunter, who joined us earlier, was on the over in this game, I believe. I will double-check. I don't want to put words uh, in the, his mouth or you know put any unnecessary evil on him. Uh, but, yes. I believe he was on the oh, under. Oh, under, under 126, right? excuse me. Yeah. Yep, under 126. So it got up there under 126. I mean, I'm all over the place. I apologize. I'm trying to do this all <laughs> together. You know what I mean? Danny's not helping me out. Um, and then uh, the last one. That will update, at least in terms of where we're at for these games, Michigan and Michigan State. This one actually tips off in about 28 minutes from now, so we don't need to uh, say that this is going to be the closing number, but where we are at least at at this point right now from a number and where it might end up, Michigan State right now a four-and-a-half or, or a four point favorite at the open overnight, down to as low as three. It's three-and-a-half over at BetMGM with a total of 138-and-a-half. The move there, of course, is that the total overnight was 140-and-a-half, so a two-point dip 
in the total to the under. All right, so as we were going through the National Football League, and by the way, should also mention eight-point lead for UConn, 322 left to go in the second half. So I might be a little distracted here, Danny, um, but this is going to get pretty interesting because obviously we're floating right around the number. UConn's been playing much better, especially on the glass, uh, but Creighton, it sucks because they cannot shoot worth anything at this point right now. Nothing can go down for the uh, for Creighton at this point, and this is getting pretty tight, but UConn's been leading and pretty much covering a vast majority of the second half, so we'll see if they can maintain this, but uh, that is what we're kind of monitoring, or at least I am um, really focused on in the last couple of minutes here in this uh, matchup. So we were talking about some news when it came to the National Football League and where we're at with some of these games. should also note that one of the other bits of news is that the Giants are not going to play their starters, it seems, and that they're going to go and get ready for that they are the sixth seed for their matchup, whoever it may be, uh, in this uh, NFC playoff. Eagles are 14-point favorites. Do you think that's a little too much? Yeah, it, it, it might be a little bit too much because – well, we still don't know the status of Jalen Hurts versus Gardner Minshew, right? And not that there's going to be that big of a drop-off, I don't think, against the secondary members of this Giants defense. But when you're looking at the Eagles, yes, they still need to win this game, JVT. And I think this could be applied to your thought process almost with the first-half approach. If you want to do something with Philadelphia, maybe look in terms of that angle because once they get that comfortable lead, all right, we feel pretty established with what we got. How much more do we need to stress? How deep do we need to get in the playbook to really secure this win? Like You want to get out of there still healthy, but you got to do it with a win. And knowing that the Giants are pretty much just rolling over, you're going to go out there immediately and dominate, and then you're taking your foot off the pedal in the second half. So 14, I, I wouldn't disagree with you if you look toward taking it with the Giants, even though they don't have their starters in. But I do think the best bet would probably be to consider the Eagles in the first half. So the line may be a little bit too high for the full scope of the game. But you understand why it is where it is. Yeah, you, you hit on the important part for me. And again, like in, in these scenarios, <clears throat> excuse me, like the Giants don't have anything to play for. They're going to rest, guys. Yes, we get that. Yes, the Eagles still have something to play for. They, like, I don't think this necessarily means you ratchet this up as high as it is right now. Right. And if you are the Eagles, like you talked about, Danny, if you're, let's say you have like a 10-ish point lead in the fourth quarter against the backups. Are you really putting Jalen Hurts, who just recovered from a shoulder issue, right out there for the entirety of this game to win this thing and cover this number? And, by the way, against a really well-coached team, right? Backups or not, this is a giant squad that's really well-coached. Brian True. Dable's freaking great. So I like this is one where I, I'm really interested to see what the market does with this by the time we get to kickoff. If this gets to, like, 14 and a half, um, and I don't, I would, I would probably think that it doesn't. But I'm, I'm, I'll say this. I'm going to be on the Giants, right? Whether it's 14 or if it gets to 14 and a half, but I'm willing to swallow 14 even with the backups because I feel like we're just talking about something where the market's really overvaluing the situation. And we see these all the time in Week 18 where I think the market just freaks out about the situation that these teams are in and maybe kind of overbakes these numbers in that regard. So, But your point's valid too. I mean, if I'm looking in that direction, I could go in like a second half line as opposed to like a pre-flop 14 and maybe get something better. Sorry, JVT, you talk about being distracted. I was watching Be the distracted. end of this Nebraska game. So Nebraska held on to win, but the number closed three. They were up five. The Minnesota guy hits a garbage time three to hit the buzzer and a bad beat if you had Nebraska laying three points there. Yeah, 61 That was my – go ahead. I was just going to say that was my that's my one distraction I'm using for this hour. No, no go ahead, man. We're allowed to – everybody's allowed to be distracted here. It's, it's a live betting show, and, and I will say as a live betting show – um, football lends itself a little bit more to right doing a show while watching some of these games. Basketball is pretty you know, up and down type of affair. Hard to keep track of everything. Keep going. Wanted to note that it is a sixty-one fifty-three lead for UConn. We got just under ninety seconds left. Huskies have been awesome on this possession. Uh, two offensive rebounds by my count. Long offensive rebounds at that to keep it alive and burn some time off the clock. First free throw is good. So we're going to get now, as I believe, the front end of a one and one. So we're going to get a second attempt here from UConn. They can make this a ten point game with one twenty one left to go. Tristan Newton on the line here for UConn. So, uh, but with that, we're talking about some of these situations as we're kind of looking around week eighteen. And again, it's very much like the preseason. You're betting on information. You're betting on motivation and trying to gauge that for some of these teams. And there's quite a few. But I wanted to get your thoughts, Danny, on one game that I think. Are you on this? No, I, or Tennessee Jacksonville? Did you have something between Tennessee and Jacksonville later today? I teased down Jacksonville to a pick them. That's all I did. So, uh, like, even in this instance, this is pretty interesting because my it's not even conspiracy theory. I think it's pretty clear at this point right now. 
Tennessee has spent the last two weeks getting ready for Jacksonville, right? Like people might be freaking out that it's Josh Dobbs at quarterback for Tennessee, but I don't think there was a second. And I think if they're smart, which I think Tennessee is a very smartly coached team, I think Vrabel showed that in resting some guys against the Dallas Cowboys. I think that this is a team that has been getting ready for Jacksonville the last two weeks and getting Josh Dobbs ready for Jacksonville over the last two weeks. I don't think there was a second spent game planning for the Dallas Cowboys. Why would there be? Like, I, 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 I am interested in this too. I want this to get to seven. I feel like I'm going to be backing Tennessee here if it gets to a full seven. I think, again, the market one is overvaluing the recent slide here for the Tennessee Titans. I think this was, a, I get it, there's injuries involved. This was a coin flip matchup at the beginning of the season, and now we're talking about nearly a full touchdown for Jacksonville. Yeah, I don't necessarily know if Jacksonville warrants to be about a touchdown favorite, but again, how big of a difference in gap is there between Dobbs and Lawrence? I would say it's fairly significant, right? I mean, this is going to be Joshua Dobbs' biggest game of his entire life with minimal experience in the National Football League against a division opponent, so a team that you're familiar with. Now, granted, oh, Doug is, Peterson is okay. it, what sorry. happened? No, what, sorry. <laughs> I thought, so I thought, I didn't realize the clock had stopped. So Creighton and UConn, so it, it's an eight-point game now. UConn okay. gets a rebound, and they try the long outlet pass, and it's stolen at half court. There's a missed three-point attempt, and then another long outlet pass where the UConn player – Again, the clock had stopped. Didn't realize it though. Had thrown it off the glass to like splashy dunk it, and he and he mishandled it. And I'm like, don't tell me the the play had stopped though. So like, I, <laughs> we're good. That See, this would have been brutal. Is, it, that would have been very bad as an eight point game. But no, the clock had stopped. Uh, Creighton had fouled. So Andre Jackson is at the free throw line here for UConn. I apologize. Continue. Oh, you're good, man. Hey, we each get one, right? Yeah. Um, so I was gonna say like you have the familiarity within the division, but. At the same time, like Doug Peterson isn't necessarily been in this slot in the AFC South for very long. So I don't know if you want to use that as much with Jacksonville. But again, look, like, you know what Tennessee's game plan is going to be with a limited quarterback, you would imagine. The sole focus is Derrick Henry, as mm -hmm. it typically is with this Tennessee offense. The issue is, is, as good as he can do maybe early on, Jacksonville, all they need to do is just contain him and limit him. Don't give him the big explosive play that puts Tennessee out in front. And Jacksonville should be able to do that because they're one of the best against run in the National Football League, limiting opponents to 4.2 yards per carry this season. That number over the last three games has decreased to 3.7 yards per rush attempt. So I like the idea of having the team that has just been a lot better as of late, the Jacksonville Jaguars the better quarterback right now for sure in Trevor Lawrence. And look, Doug Peterson still is a great coach. Yes, Vrabel can do a lot with less. That's why I don't hate the idea of people taking if it gets to seven with the Titans. But I still feel like Jacksonville finds a way to edge this one out. And that's why I tease them down to just winning this game outright. They are the better team out there on the field. We'll keep up with the National Football League and more on this game. It sounds like Ben Brown potentially, if pro football folks might be on the same side here, uh, at least the same thought process when it comes to the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. 65-57, left to go in the second half. UConn on top of Creighton looking to snap an 0-4 ATS slide that they are currently on in a two-game losing streak. We will see if that is going to be the case here for the Huskies. Uh, it's, it's essentially a free-throw game now as they are uh, going back and forth. Huskies 102nd in the country in free-throw percentage, so hopefully they can get this and uh, cover a number. We'll come back here on Live That Saturday. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into Live Bet Saturday here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Danny Burke, your host, happy to be with you on this Saturday. We've got plenty to look forward to still with college basketball and a full slate of NFL action. We got a couple games tonight, and then the rest of it comes tomorrow. But to get more information on that, let's go ahead and bring in our pal Ben Brown over at PFF, where he serves as an NFL betting analyst. Ben, thank you for making some time, my man. Looking forward to it. And like we said, we got a couple games tonight that we are looking forward to. And look, JBT and I last segment were just talking about this matchup with the winning your in situation with Tennessee and Jacksonville. I know you've got some thoughts on this game We've seen the spread market-wise pretty much be at six in the hook. I'll just tell you right now, I tease down Jacksonville. I get the idea of taking the points with a familiar opponent in Tennessee. I I personally still think Jacksonville still has the better parts out there, right? The better quarterback, the better talent. It's probably not going to be easy, hence why I teased them down. But you're kind of on the other side here. It looks like you're taking the points with the Titans. Why don't you tell us why you think Tennessee has a good shot to keep this one close? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I very much like Tennessee side, like you said, with the points, basically. This just kind of feels like the prototypical Mike Vrabel game, right? Like, he very much is like, come come January, come these, like, early round of the playoffs. Obviously, this is a win and get in type situation, but we see them kind of condense games, right? We see him kind of, in a lot of ways, reduce variance, especially with a third-string quarterback kind of making, you know, his, you know, one of his first starts, basically, at the NFL level and Josh Jobs. So I, I think we're going to see a high volume of, Derrick Henry early on. I know, you know, the, the Jaguars defense, I would say, is has been pretty good from a pressure perspective, but hasn't been, I would say, all that sound against the run. So I think if Derrick Henry kind of breaks off, you know, one or two chunk plays early on, that's very much going to be the key that the Titans need to kind of play from ahead. If they do do that, I would probably, you know, expect the Jaguars to potentially get it done at the end. But I think at the six and a half point spread, it's just a little bit too high for me. So I do have the Titans plus six and a half. Full disclosure, I do have, I, I would say, quite a bit on, you know, the Jaguars. Jaguars to make the playoffs and the Jaguars to win the AFC South as well. So this is very much, I would say, you know, somewhat of like a middle type opportunity, uh, which is probably why I'm so bullish on the Titans. I can definitely see, you know, the, the Jaguars winning outright and definitely hope for that for your teaser sake, some of those future sake, uh, future sakes as well. But uh, I very much think it's the spot where the Titans are going to be keeping this close within a field goal differential. And I think the Jaguars probably get it done at the end. Hey, Ben, I'm curious your thoughts is I'm here. Um, when you talk, Danny brought this up earlier, and I think it's a really interesting angle. What are your thoughts on player incentives? Because I know you have something tied into Patrick Mahomes, not so much you know the incentive for the record, but like, what are your thoughts on this and how they're baked into the market here at this point right now? Because Danny and I were discussing how overly, overly baked into some of these numbers they are, and I don't think there's much value in attacking them. Yeah, it is interesting because I think if you you know you go on places like Twitter, you read some articles and everything else, like this is very much the key to week 18 or whatever, right? But I think it's kind of interesting because like when you take a step back, like as sports betters, we are very much, I would say, 
trying to evolve and improve our processes and improve our spots where we can find edges and maybe, you know, ways in which we kind of capitalize on those edges. But I, I don't think a lot of people take into account, like the sports books are kind of doing the same thing, right? They're sure. constantly trying to improve. They're constantly trying to better their edges and make things more efficient. And I think even if the contract incentive type stuff was very profitable two years ago in like 2020, and maybe even was a little bit of profitable in 2021, like you said, it, it's very much baked in and influenced into the market and when i kind of scroll through and look at you know a, a lot of the plays that people are suggesting like uh, a lot of them i would say are a little bit outlandish like for instance the jacksonville jaguars one i think they have zay jones yep. and christian kirk both right around mm -hmm. you know 90 to 100 receiving yards and, and and this is very much a spot where they need to win this game they're not going to be force feeding that situation in order to get those guys incentives when it's a win and get in type playoff scenario. So although I think there might be one or two spots that are probably okay, uh, I, I very much think it's probably an overcorrection in the market. And I think that it's probably more profitable to probably be playing the other side of this. Danny, point. kudos to you. That was exactly what you said. Word for word. <laughs> Yeah, Ben, that's exactly what we're saying. I mean, like you can look at those and not only is it baked in, but when it's a dire game, right? A win and you're in, they're not going out there to game plan for these guys to get an extra $250,000. Like that's not what it's going to come down to. So yeah, couldn't agree more with your sentiment on that discussion. But look, you, you talk about some of these other player props and you look at the Chiefs and the Raiders, like, yes, the Chiefs are going to go out there and try to win, but they may have a tad bit more leeway to try to get some of their guys in their incentives, especially against the lackluster defense at the Raiders feature, right? Right. And I think that's maybe the spot that you can, you know, kind of look for certain situations once again. But I also think the Chiefs, you know, especially playing for the number one seed and and kind of having, you know, quite a few lackluster type performances like they very much, I would say, kind of need a, a strong performance on the road here to kind of showcase a little bit just what that top end ceiling outcome can potentially be for them this season. So I do expect this to be a game where they're kind of not, you know, fumbling around like they did last week against the Denver Broncos, kind of coming out early, hitting a few deep shots. It did seem like, you know, going back to the game against the Broncos, like that was a game that they probably very much could have covered in a number of spots, but it was almost Patrick Mahomes, I would say, missing some deep shots. And I think kind of getting back on track finding the rhythm within the offense and being able to, I would say, generate explosive plays to the passing game it is something that I think we need to see the Kansas City Chiefs offense get back on track on. So even though it might not be like an incentive-laden approach for that particular one, I think it's more so a fact that, you know, the Chiefs very much need this one for the number one seed. If they do do that, I think they very much kind of need to set themselves up to be ready in that divisional round. I think the best way that they can do that is to kind of showcase guys like, you know, Patrick Mahomes, and one of my favorite player props, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who ran, I would say, you know, I think like 87% of the routes run last week, is very much back and in the fold, had seven targets, a couple deep shots once again that Patrick Mahomes, you know, just barely missed. So one of those, you know, high dot type throws, I think if that connects, he's going to go over his receiving yardage number. I also think he's very much in line to get, you know, an anytime touchdown score as well. So uh, I think this is very much a spot where the Chiefs kind of need to showcase that, you know, explosive offense coming up here on Saturday. All right, let's go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Kenny Pickett's been playing some pretty good football, Ben, and like he's seems to be getting better as the year has gone along. Uh, by PFF standards, four out of the last five games for him from a passing grade standpoint, 72.5 or higher. Uh, what do you expect from here this weekend? Yeah, he's, he's very much figuring it out, right? And I do think like the Browns specifically – they kind of feel like they're in disarray, right? Obviously, the Javian Clowney situation is, you know, no one really knows what's going on. But I think this defense very much, you know, it is kind of living still on name recognition alone. I think they're, you know, very much, I would say, bottom half of the NFL from PFS grading perspective so far this season. Denzel Ward, probably questionable. And I think that, you know, the Steelers kind of do this every single year. They, 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 they seem to kind of be figuring it out, like you said, with the rookie quarterback kind of in the fold. I think they're still trying to build towards that progression. They are, you know, have a chance, I would say, kind of making the playoffs. So I, I very much expect this to be, a, you know, a Steelers-type game where they do play quite well. And I think, you know, Kenny Pickett at like a plus 165 price to go over 1.5 passing touchdowns makes a lot of sense against a you know a, a, a Brown secondary that I don't think really has anybody in place, I would say, to slow down some of these Steelers' offensive weapons. So I like the Steelers tomorrow. Part of that is also I have some you know futures bets on the Browns to finish fourth in the AFC North that I would very much like to cash with this outcome. But uh, this is a spot that I actually don't really want to you know try and hedge or middle in that particular area because I do think that the Steelers are the much better, much better team, I would say, heading into Week 18.
Hey, Ben, let me ask you about this Packers and Lions game. So, what, Detroit's catching about four in the hook right now, and this game is going to alter based on the outcome of that Seattle and Los Angeles Rams matchup because if the Seahawks win, then the Lions don't have a chance to make the postseason, and then it'll be interesting to see where the line adjusts to, maybe six, maybe as high as six and a half potentially. How do you look to handicap that? Because at the end of the day, Detroit against a rival is still going to try to win. And it's an opportunity to at least play spoiler, even if they don't have that shot to making the postseason, right? Yeah, very very much. So I, I actually did catch some flack a little bit for maybe even suggesting that, you know, if the Lions don't have anything to play for, that they might not play hard. Because obviously, you know, the Dan Campbell-led Lions are very much, I would say, going to put forth their best effort. And that's kind of the expectation, right? So I, I kind of agree, though. I do like the Lions in this spot. Yeah. Um, I, I also think Seattle probably gets it done. So kind of like you said, like, Maybe waiting and seeing kind of where this number drifts out to, I think, makes a lot of sense. Uh, if you are looking to back the lines, if you do like Green Bay and you do think they can kind of continue to run through this, you know, Aaron Rodgers type uh, farewell tour or something like that. Maybe that's a spot we want to buy into the Packers right now. But for my money, I, I do like the lines plus four and a half. But like you said, I think if we drift out to six. Uh, I obviously would like that number a lot more, and I do expect the Lions to very much put forth their best effort here you know, on Sunday Night Football. So uh, I'm waiting, I would say, probably cautiously. I know, it's, you know a lot of people don't think that's the sound approach, but uh, I very much think we'll probably see some late money flooded on the Green Bay Packers, and when, you, when that happens, uh, I very much think the Lions are probably the correct side. Then last 30 seconds, I've got the Green Bay Packers at 85-1 to to win the Super Bowl. What should I do with my winnings when they do win? I mean, that is a, that is very, you could, you could try and get in, you know, on some ownership with the Indianapolis Colts or something like that is what it sounds like. Yes. Try and write that ship with Jim Ursay uh, and get him back on track so we can maybe have some glory days back in the Indianapolis Colts for him. So right. that's what I would do with my money. If not, you know, if you want to spend it sometime in Vegas with me, uh, I'm always down for a good steak. Our first, uh, our first point of order, lose against the Houston Texans. Yes. Uh, all right. Ben, good to talk to you, man. Thank you very much. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, guys. Have a great show. Good luck on your bets. Yep. You too, man. I was, I was about to say Happy New Year. What's the cutoff point for that? Do I say Happy New Year anymore? It's the 7th. Okay, 2nd. I think that's a, yeah. good, that's a good cutoff date. All right, we'll come back, update everything in college football and or basketball. And uh, we're not done with football by any stretch. I got one more game to throw at Danny, get his thoughts on in the National Football League. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for a betting edge, VSAN's experts have you covered. Become a VSAN Pro subscriber today for a special introductory price of $9.99. Get access to the best betting talent in the game. Only VSAN Pro subscribers get everything we do to make you a better sports better, including pro tools, pro picks, and pro tips, along with our 24 7 video channel. Pro subscribers also receive. VEASAN betting guides, previewing major sports and events. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe today. Sign up for only $9.99 and become part of the Sports Betting Network family. That's vcin.com, V-S-I-N.com slash subscribe. Hmm. I was going to make a joke. I didn't think it was going to go as smooth as I thought. I was going to say something on the lines of, if you think you smell something burning, don't worry. That's just the smell of Alabama smoking Kentucky right now. Does that work? It's not bad. That works. We'll right. give it to you. 50 to 29. 12.35 left to go in the second. Alabama is all over Kentucky right now. Um, a lopsided affair, if you will, in Alabama. Updated in-game line. Let's see. Let's see. I've got it. Searching. Searching. Uh, let's see. Oh, no. i got to update my screen. As it updates, we should note our boys got it done, Danny. Our boys Ooh. got it done. UConn gets it done. I'm in a much better mood. I'm happy now. Um I, not that I wasn't happy or anyone, you know, but still very, very good mood as a, a good start to the day. Uh, no in-game line right now for Alabama and Kentucky, so we'll give that to you. Oh, it's right in front of me, ten and a half total off the board. So all over them. The other top twenty-five matchup that we are now tracking until we get out of here. Uh, Iowa State off to a solid start, sixteen to eleven. The score right now, ten forty-two left to go in the first half. There between those two top twenty-five programs in the Big Twelve uh, in this matchup too. What we're watching. I mean, there's a lot to watch. Two really good programs going at it. Uh, the fact that uh, Iowa State closed in this game pre-flop as a uh, five-and-a-half-point underdog uh, before the matchup began. So we'll see what the adjustment is in-game between these two. Uh, but Iowa State and TCU going at it, really good matchup between these uh, five-and-a-half, five, total of 132-and-a-half. 
All right, so I mentioned a couple of matchups, and this is what I, I did want to get to here, um, which is Indianapolis and Houston. Danny, how do you handicap? How do you handle two teams that should? I say should because I know that one team is going to try to win this game. Two teams that should try to lose this game as, as hard as they possibly can. Uh, it's, uh, it's gross, but look, I, I kind of want to go with, with your Colts here, right? Like that would seem like the move to make as much as you do not want that to happen. And it was funny on Visa's pro football betting podcast, like Matt humans even was like, you know, sometimes pretty much you, you got to do the plays you hate or go in the stink or something along those lines. And he did take your Colts. Yep. Uh, he laid two in the hook with them. But and the reason for that is. I mean, look, you got Sam Ellinger out there. He's certainly going to be trying as hard as possible because he needs to fight for his career and a chance to prove that he can be a quarterback in some capacity in the NFL. Jeff Saturday with the same mindset in terms of, well, even if he doesn't want to be a coach, like you're trying to end your brief stint is on as good of a note as you can, I suppose. And, you know, he does have that player's coach mentality, so you got to imagine he's going to try to have his guys fighting as much as possible. And then Houston, again, if they're smart, big if, because Lovey Smith has done various questionable things, not only this season, but his entire career. If they are smart, they will try to lose even more so, so they can get the number one draft pick. But I guess the argument to be made there is that Look, Lovey Smith's not going to give up, and Davis Mills wants to prove that he can be a quarterback, even though one game isn't going to change their mindset and their top draft pick regardless. So, look, again, I don't know if I want to officially get there, JVT, because if I lose, it's like, well, what did you expect in this crappy game? But the Colts seem like they got to be the right side here, right? Uh, I agree, actually, because they're stupid enough to try to win this game, right? Like, that's right. kind of – you're <laughs> saying it without saying it. They, like, they, this is a team that wants to try hard down the stretch here. Uh, when the reality should be solidify yourself as a top five pick in the NFL draft and get an outside shot at landing a CJ Stroud type, especially like when you look at Danny, like this is why I think obviously this is the most important part. Look at the way the draft would break down as of right now, right? It would be Houston, Chicago, Seattle, who has that Denver pick at number three, Arizona, Indianapolis. You could make the argument that at least with Seattle, uh, who right now, I don't know what their plan is long-term when it comes to Geno Smith, who has two first-round picks. I'm not sure if Seattle's going the route of quarterback there at number three. I would think the favorite is not taking a quarterback. So you have three teams between you, if you're the Colts, and the top pick that are likely not looking to draft a quarterback. Now, again, teams can trade into the top five. It likely might happen with this quarterback class, but you as a top-five team might be in a better position to move forward if that's the case. Regardless, you should be looking to lose. You should be looking to move your way in or solidify your spot here because, again, as you look at this, you're a team that desperately needs a young quarterback. So, again, I think they should do it. Will they do it? No, and I think that is the proper angle. This is a Colts team. Jeff Saturday, who – and this is just sent to me. Thank you, uh, Elliot, for sending it over. Zach Hicks had this, uh, Danny, since 2010 – there have been nine interim head coaches that have coached eight or more games in a single season. Jeff Saturday, who will be coaching his eighth game this Sunday, is the only one of the nine to not lead the team to a better record in the interim than the coach they replaced. So wow. Saturday, I don't know. Look, I don't think coaching's part of it. We've talked about this before. I think his future, if you will, is in the Colts' front office. You don't want to go out with an, like, an embarrassing run like he did. The Colts are going to try to win this game as they rightfully should not. And thus, I would definitely agree with the thought of like spot-wise, situation-wise, the Colts would be the play here against the Texans, especially when you're talking about under three. Yeah, it might be something I would throw like instead of a standard unit, just go half unit because you're taking a little bit less off of the chance that this game could just be nonsense all throughout, but you don't want to be like watching it and like the Colts are the clear team that's trying and winning. You're like, well, I had the handicap all, all, around, all along. Can't speak right now, but uh, you were just a little scared because it's just two really, really poor teams. So that might ultimately end up what I choose to do. Just throw half of what I usually would on the Colts minus two in the hook. It just makes a lot of sense for them to win it. But again, the caveat as well is Lovey Smith going to have a different game plan. His ownership trying to push him in that direction. Uh, you got to think that would be the case. But uh, not the most enjoyable game to look forward to watching. I don't know. I mean, you're probably like you might as well as a fan back the Colts, right? Because if they lose, it's like, all right, good. They made the right decision. If they win, you win some money. and Good old you know, emotional hedge. Like, yeah, exactly. Do the emotional hedge for yourself. I might. I might.
I'll think about it. That's a good idea. Unless they win by one or two, and then you just get killed both ways. (laughs) Right. And then then I get screwed either way. Late two and a half, and they win the game by one or two, and then I'm even more furious than I was going into it. Uh, That might be a terrible way to to have my day go about. Uh, I want to throw one more thing at you, because I think this is really interesting, and I haven't gotten your thoughts on this matchup. So you you talk with Ben Ben Brown about it from Pro Football Focus. So I actually bet the Lions at plus four and a half, um, and it's getting up to five. There's a couple of five and a halves out there. But I also, it's part of the thinking here is, Danny, is I actually think that the Rams might be pretty live here against Seattle. So that was part of the handicap. I think the market is overvaluing the situation for Green Bay, but I also think that Seattle is not, it's not as probable Seattle is going to win this game as the market would indicate here. What What was your handicap with Seattle and L.A.? Because I actually find myself on the Los Angeles Rams here taking the six. Uh, as opposed to thinking that the Seahawks are in this spot where they got to win, they got to cover, they're going to take care of business. So if I were to do anything and I haven't, I would probably tease down Seattle as my top play, but I wouldn't fight anybody on taking the points with the Rams. And that's because like, it's a multitude of reasons. Like one, Seattle's defense has completely regressed continuously throughout the course of this season. Geno Smith has come back down to earth, and you're still going up against a very strong Rams defense, especially in the red zone. I think they were top two, at least heading into last week, JVT. And then you look at offensively for the Rams going against this bad Seahawks defense. Talk about guys still playing for their career. I mean, Baker Mayfield literally said, like, this is him trying to prove that he can be a quarterback. He's using this as like real tape for himself to show next year that, hey, I can still be a starting quarterback in this league. And man, if he can have another good performance and end this season on a win based on what he was able to do in the prior games, he may have a legit shot. Maybe he won't be a starter, but he's going to be a top backup and still get enough money to keep himself going in the National Football League. And again, this is a good place to showcase it against a very lackluster Seattle defense. So, I'm not looking at this one going, oh, it's a must-win game for Seattle. They're definitely going to win it against a Rams team that has nothing to play for. That's not the case. They're still going to go out there and play their hearts out. Sean McVay is still going to have his guys motivated. And the most important player on the field, Baker Mayfield, being the quarterback, is certainly going to be motivated. So I don't hate your idea of taking the points there. Uh, with the Rams are looking at their side in some capacity. Yeah, last week I was I was super pro Seattle. I had a lot of stuff tied to Seattle, and it was very much more about anti-Jets, anti-Mike White than anything else. And what stuck out was the Jets still ran the ball relatively effectively. It's just that Mike White threw two picks, and they got into a hole, and they couldn't keep it going. Uh, I think that you're going to get a, a heavy dose of this run game for the L.A. Rams. You mentioned the regression for this defense. Yeah, I think that the market's really overvaluing a team that they just had as an underdog at home to Mike White and the Jets. Now he's six-point favorite uh, <laughs> at home this weekend because they got to win, Danny. That means they got to cover, right. right? So, no, I think um, – and it ties into the Lions play too. I think there's a really good shot that this Seahawks team actually loses this game outright to the Los Angeles Rams and that, of course, there's going to be plenty for the Lions to play for uh, in that game against Green Bay. All right, we'll come back. Uh, wrap up our last couple of minutes. Got uh, one more bet to throw at Danny. We also, just a real quick update. We got a golf tournament going down in Kapalua. Give you an update on what the last two rounds might look like. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the sports betting network. Even a wager that misses can still be a slam dunk with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Place a one-game, or an NBA, one-game parlay wager with four legs or more, and if you miss one leg, you're going to receive up to $25 back. Just opt into this promotion on BetMGM's app or website. With one-game parlay, you can make selections within a single NBA game, including team and player props. So go ahead, take your favorite NBA star to score big, the home team to cover, and the over in points. Opt into the promotion, then place an NBA one-game parlay wager of four legs or more, and you'll get up to 25 bucks back if you miss one leg. It's betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification eligibility requirements. Rewards issued. It's not a trouble free bets. site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Uh, we are underway uh, double check this. Yes, I think we are underway here. No, I want to double check this. Is that game? I thought that game started 20 minutes ago, so I'm not going to say we're underway in a specific game that I am watching. I will say we know we are underway. Uh, 459 left to go in the first half. Iowa State still up on top of TCU 25 21 in this uh, top 25 Big 12 matchup. Danny, how much golf do you bet in a year? I don't bet that much, but I play it religiously, so it's kind of funny. Like I will literally take to the course as often as I can, take but in terms course. of betting, it's only it's only the major events. I think wow. you and I are opposites on that, right? Uh, wow, you just assume. Why do you just assume that I don't take because to the I course? Still, with because frequency. I still remember the the bet that you had with uh, humans, where it was to hit a hole in one in like 500 attempts or whatever, and you said like that you've never played before or something like that. So, so I imagine. That you haven't taken lessons since that point, otherwise the bet would have occurred. I uh, I will not. I'm going to stand up. I will not take these accusations sitting down, my friend. <laughs> um, no, I, I I'll play like an actual golf course. I won't play that often, yeah. like a par three. Uh, I'd say like four or five times a year, maybe. Okay. So okay. and look, I'm not good. I've been practicing. For those who don't know, the bet that Danny is referencing. So it all stemmed from a tweet. The tweet was, and I can't remember what course it was. I, I it was one of the California courses where there's a very famous downhill par three, right? And the 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 concept was, you get a thousand attempts at a hole in one on this course. If you hit a hole in one, you get a million or a billion dollars. It was like a billion dollars. Yeah. If you do not, you have to spend a year at like a full. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like a prison, like a. Uh, San Quentin, I think, right? Is that is that one of like the big hardcore prisons, whatever it is? Max security prison, thank you. Um, so those are the two outcomes, right? And I immediately said yes. And Matt thought I was crazy. And my thought was, when do you ever get 1,000 attempts at getting a billion dollars? Even if the percentages are super low, when would you ever in your life get the possibility of 1,000 just nothing. Like oh, there's nobody's going to bother you. Nothing. You just get one thousand attempts to attempt this feat, and if you get it, you'll get a billion dollars. Of course, I'm going to try that, right? And so that's where that came from. And then it turned into like three hundred attempts at a hole in one. I'll get like a thousand dollars or like three thousand dollars, and if I don't, mm-hmm. then I'll get like a, I have to wear like a tutu on the air or something. I was like, yeah, oh, that's, that's what. It was. <laughs> okay, like that's nothing. Sure, I'll wear a tutu. I sit down. Like no, nobody's going to. going to see it anyway. I'll have to go. Oh look, and that's it. So. Anyway, right. long story short, I'm still down. And uh, people also, can I say, Danny, people also misconstrued it as me thinking I could do it, which is could not be farther from the truth. I don't think I can do it. <laughs> the point is, it's the probability of the potential, like, right, right, the potential of being able to do it. So 
One day it'll happen. One day it'll happen. Well, I'm so sure. like even like as someone who golfs a lot, and like not that like I would necessarily trust myself to do it, but like even with the maximum security and the billion dollar, like million, absolutely not billion. That makes a little bit more sense. It's just so hard to do it, and people who golf and obviously yourself know. So that what I I would really have to think on it. But the other one you're talking about, like you know, say a couple thousand bucks, whatever it is, and then, you know, wearing something, I would, I would certainly do like, that's not a terrible punishment if you don't get it. And the upside is pretty tremendous. As long as you don't care about, I guess, if you consider that embarrassing, then you're absolutely taking that 10 times, uh, 10 times out of 10. I don't know if, how, how well do you think you do in that prison? I don't think you'd do very well. No, I don't think so either. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What about you? You think you would thrive? I I don't know if I would thrive, but like, I'm a people person. All right. I feel like, you know, well, especially here's the thing. This is the other thing I brought up with people. I know we're, we're, we're going to get off of this momentarily. The, the other thing I brought up with people, Danny, is like, because the whole thought was like, they tear you apart. I feel like they'd have respect for me if I went in there and told them, yeah, I'm in here for a year because I was trying to win a billion dollars. Right. That's like fair. that was part of the risk. <laughs> I don't think people really think about all the outcomes and, and everything that stems from it. Anyway, I bring up golf because uh, the uh, tournament of champions, of course, uh, is underway. The, essentially, the golf season uh, is underway now. And uh, it's out in Kapalua, so we get these uh, tee times a little bit later in the day. Awesome field. Only 38 golfers now. There was 39, but Xander Schauffele, uh pulled out with injury. Some of the golfers are on the course as of this moment. A high guy on the course right now, or low guy, we'll call it, Scott Stallings is through five. He is three under for the day, ten under for the tournament. That is still six strokes back from the leader. Colin Morikawa uh, has a two-stroke lead on the pack. He is 16 under. He's going to tee off at 12.45 p.m. our time out here on the West Coast. Two golfers at 14 under, J.J. Spawn and Scotty Scheffler, and then Jordan Spieth, the one guy that I would say I have a realistic opportunity of potentially cashing. I've got Spieth at 26 to 1. He is 13 under and three strokes back from Morikawa. Shot a 66 yesterday. Uh, was really solid. So uh, I thought, one, just wanted to bring this up because golf season is, <coughs> excuse me, golf season's here and very much uh, worth noting. And uh, where we're at from an odd standpoint for this tournament. Uh, the other is worth bringing up because I did make one more bet on this outside of sweating out. Um, uh, Jordan Spieth, and if he can potentially make this, is I played a matchup. Luke List is uh, in this field, and he is in a matchup with Tom Kim. Uh, for those who don't know Tom Kim, Tom Kim's actually uh, this young kid. I think he's 20 years old. He's been absolutely fantastic uh, so far. Yesterday shot a 69 uh, in the second round. Um, but I brought this up because Kim, so far, if you look at some of the numbers, has not been putting very well, has lost quite a few strokes when it comes to putting. Everything else has been great. His approach game has been awesome. List has been pretty consistent so far through two rounds. So figured to play against Kim, who might be a little overvalued because he's a little bit of a name as opposed to Luke List and at a plus price of, I think, plus 132 is what I got. I just wanted to update the folks on that. So uh, with that, we have two games later today, Danny, and, of course, we have the national championship coming up. I don't get to talk to you tomorrow. So first off, two NFL games Anything or remind our viewers what you have in terms of Raiders, Chiefs, and Titans, Jags. Yeah, so I did a teaser involving that Tennessee-Jacksonville game. I teased down the Jags from six to a pick em. I get the attraction of taking the points with Tennessee. Vrabel's been preparing for this game for a couple of weeks, and it's a division opponent, one that he's at least familiar with. So, uh, yeah, it probably is going to be a close game, but at the end of the day, you have the better team overall, what I believe in Jacksonville, a huge discrepancy in terms of the quarterbacks. Jacksonville, I mean, they still arguably had as much time to prep knowing that, you know, you didn't need to game plan as much last week, even though it was a little bit different. And, and so then I like pairing down Jacksonville with the Minnesota Vikings who are in a situation of, hey, we got to get the stink off of last week of getting absolutely embarrassed. We are still technically buying for a top seed over the San Francisco 49ers. The Bears sitting Justin Fields. The Bears have the worst defense according to DVOA. If the Vikings can't beat Chicago by two or more points, what the heck are we doing? So Jacksonville, the better team, just to win the game outright I like. Minnesota teasing them down to two, I absolutely like. And then I did Minnesota again. The other team in that situation, I paired it with the Chargers. I know it's a little tough because they may not need to play their guys the whole way depending on the outcome of the Ravens. Although Brandon Staley did say he still wanted to get his guys reps. They're going there to win. The Broncos are still a nightmare themselves. So I'm hoping that the Chargers can at least keep it, even if they do lose within eight and a half points. So I teased up the Chargers with the Vikings going down in another one. And then my final play, JVT, um, I took the Steelers on the money line. Minus 135, I believe, was the price. Even if this wasn't a playoff implicating game for the Steelers, 
when you look at all the stats, they still have all the clear advantages over Cleveland. Deshaun Watson hasn't done anything impressive. Pickett's been the better quarterback without question. You have a big head coaching advantage in favor of Pittsburgh, and I could keep rattling on, but at the end of the day, Pittsburgh, they're just the better team, and it's just a bonus that they desperately need to win this game for the playoffs. So I took Steelers on the money line in that spot. I uh, wanted to update, too, um, Adam Schefter with the report. Raiders running back Josh Jacobs, who was listed as questionable for today's game, a uh, hip injury in a personal matter. He is going to play today for the Kansas, or against the Kansas City mm. Chiefs. So yeah. a uh, little bit of a boon there for the Las Vegas Raiders. This Jacobs is going to be out on the field, it seems, uh, for Las Vegas. Yeah, I don't have anything here. I think I'll, I'll probably. I, I know. I'm going to bet the Titans later tonight uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, and I'm just going to sit back, see if I can get a full seven, if that's going to be the case. If not, though, six and a half will be the play for me on the Tennessee Titans. I think the number's just a little too out of whack. And while Ben Brown, who was with us earlier, has more of a different position, just given the fact that he's got some futures riding on the uh, potential AFC South champion Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, I think that that number's a little high for a Titans team that was resting some guys and might be matching up a little bit better. Rating, I think, is a little out of whack on Jacksonville. Uh, all right, that does it for us here on uh, Live That Saturday, at least Danny and myself. The guys will take you the rest of the way next week is when Brent Musburger will be following us here on a Live Bet Saturday. Danny, it's always good to talk to you, buddy. You have fun on the show tomorrow with our guys, Ben and uh, Jeff. And uh, good luck later today. Thanks, my man. You as well. Take care. Got it. Good, uh, good luck with you folks, and I'll uh, talk to you tomorrow on Live Bet Sunday. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.